Welcome to New Stars, where unsigned singers, songwriters and musicians can be found. In this episode, I spoke with a fresh indie rock band, formed from a satire band for a college movie. They are Undamaged Destiny. Welcome to Thank New you. Stars, the podcast. And um, so you're a British rock band, um, and you formed in October um, last year, titled The Geezers. Uh, or geezer sorry um being a satire band for a college film named geezer montage or feck um rather bizarre and then you renamed yourself to undamaged destiny uh and you've continued to rock now you formed the band in 2019 for a college film how did that start um so we uh, both did media, and um, we were so they wanted us to make a documentary, but because uh, knowing us like our entire class, we weren't going to take it seriously. So they made us do a mockumentary, which is like usually a comedy presented as a factual documentary, just to get just to in their in their words to get it out of our systems, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like The Office, like it's a, a comedy film but set out like a real documentary. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I think there's my group, um, me, Will, and Lennon, you don't know, um, but Tyler, well, um... Yeah, they're all good we, guys. Lennon so was I, on our track as well. So, I, I came up with the idea of doing, like, a, this Spinal Tap type kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And so, I knew Jake, I knew Tyler as, and Jake and that. I knew, you didn't know Jake at the time, I don't think, Tyler. Um, no, I, I kind of knew Jake, but I, I, I got to know him properly through doing the band. Um, yeah, that was how I became really good friends with him. So, um, I knew Paul in my class as well because I knew he played the drums. So Jake used to play the guitar beforehand, but we used to because we used to have a music teacher the year before us teach us like the audio side of media. So he'd let us go in the music rooms. So me and Jake used to just mess around in there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of forced him to take up the bass really. <laughs> so we I, think then, he, I think he would appreciate it as well because he's really picked it up quick. Yeah, he's really so been good at it. I got the band together, but. As, so the first, most of the filming, it was just me, Jake, and um, Paul. We didn't, because you were busy filming your own thing. Yeah, the joke kind of was that the singer never showed up. Yeah. All oh, right. Well, that joke got cut out of the film because someone lost an ST. We lost half our footage. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, it it somehow, sounds like a carry-on film, let alone a, uh, oh, it was, it was crazy. a documentary. But um, mm, We yeah. had the longest one, and yet we still lost half our footage. It was like 45 minutes long, we lost half of that. <laughs> I remember the, um, the, you had approached me to do it, and I wasn't quite sure on what the premise was. I kind of had an idea. Um, and then I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it, because it was all very busy. And then when you and kind of explained it to me and we set a date, I was just like super excited. And the gig, um, the mini performance that we filmed for the, the the film is just hilarious. The whole day was just hilarious. Um, it was super chaotic, super crazy. Um, Short circuited the the um, oh yeah, well, I thought we tripped we tripped the lights in the television studio oh and everything. It was, it was crazy. So we wanted because they have like you know like proper filming lights on. We wanted to put some. You can get these little color sheets to put in front of them. Yeah. So we wanted to put some of them on to you know make it look more like a stage and that. But we couldn't figure out what's turned on, and we got Tallpool. Tallpool. <laughs> He's the uh, the technician at the college. No one likes Tallpool. Yeah. In media, we had three pools. So we had Shortpool, who was Altia, Tallpool, who's the technician, and then Bluepool, who's the drummer on our band, because he always wears blue. <laughs> so oh, we, have to, we, de- goodness, yeah. we designate them. Yeah. We- <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's too impressed. He came in yeah, and we were like, well, how, why, how do we turn the lights on? And but I think it kind of added to the humour in a way. The fact that mm. we were meant to be playing this like crappy bar and mm. there wasn't even like proper gig lights in it. It was just looked like a normal lit room. I think it added to the humour in a way. But um, yeah, that was just it was a crazy morning because we, we filmed it at like 10, half 10, didn't we? First thing yeah. in the morning. And so then we class and your class just come in so no one was doing any work for about an hour or so because we made them come into this room it was it mm. was insane i remember we we got there first thing in the morning about nine o'clock went up to the music rooms which are upstairs bear in mind we're media students so we're not we, they let us use the music equipment but we weren't obviously music students yeah. so we would like go up there 
Still like, the we, we went up there, took loads of the equipment down, like drum kits, amps, um, like guitars, everything, all these cables. We took them all down and we started setting up and remembered that the television studio is not actually soundproof. Yeah. It's an amazing facility, but obviously it doesn't usually need to be soundproof because it's by itself and there's not usually a loud rock band playing in there. Mm. And um, I was coming down the stairs with some uh, equipment and I heard Ewan just plug his guitar in. And I could hear it crystal clear from what halfway up the stairs. I'm thinking, <laughs> when we get drums and everything in there, this is going to be, like, insane. We got and a bunch remember, of noise complaints on that. Oh, it was crazy. I remember we started, we started like, sound checking. Mm. And, um, honestly, our tutors, bless them, they were freaking out. <laughs> they come flying in and was like, guys, you're going to have to turn it down. If we get noise complaints, like, we're going to have to shut this down. Mm. But we were kind of, th- so we were kind of thinking, well, it wouldn't work. It for the film if we played it like we're playing like grunge and like hard rock songs if we really toned it down and uh, so we turned everything down turned the distortion off um yes. kind of just made sure everything was working like we couldn't even level it because we were just making sure everything worked and so quickly before we filmed we turned everything back up and obviously we were filming then and it got everyone in and it was crazy and it was just super fun wasn't it? it was just a super <laughs> fun morning and bear in mind it's like half 10 in the morning it's not even like no one's had lunch yet and we're doing a gig and uh we did three tracks. I think it's about fifteen minutes or something, and uh, it was just it was just ridiculous, but so much fun as well. It was a real blast. Wow. So, what response did you get after the film then? Uh, uh, was, the film was controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, spill. Uh, I got told to censor it because the uh, examiners wouldn't like it. It's too. It's too like. Well, it, it, was a very, bad... it was very stereotypical rock and roll, wasn't it? It was like it, it would give a bad name to the college because I, I don't think it was that bad. Okay, like I refused to censor it, and Paul still gets on my case about that. But <laughs> you cut it down, didn't you? You did a cut version. No, okay. no, I didn't. I didn't. I started you it. Didn't... I, I, oh, okay. I started it. I'm like, no, this. Nah. <laughs> I can't do this. There's um, there's so the language was one thing I don't see a problem with because what well, we're all like. The youngest one people in our class would be like seventeen. The old, the oldest ones being like nineteen. Right. So I don't think that's a problem. But then it was the sherbet scene. That was. Oh uh, yeah, there was a scene in it where um they would like pull the drummer, um buys cocaine and gets ripped off, and then they're, t- they're all like practically just giving him loads of crap because they all found out that it's actually sherbet. Uh, like they're, they're sat there with like lines of sherbet on the table. It was all a bit of a, like a stereotypical. The problem was, joke. I think the problem Paul kept going and Matt kept going about was because I cut up a line of it and snorted it on camera. No, I th- yeah, I think what it was is because it was very loud in that room when we watched it. The because uh, when we watched the the mockumentaries, all the hmm. all the classes were in there. It was very loud. I actually don't think the joke got across because I don't think people heard the punchline because obviously everyone was laughing and shouting and stuff. I don't think the punchline of it sherbet was even heard. So oh, right. But yeah, it was it was super funny. Like it was just that that gig that we did for the performance. Like all all credit for like everyone to come in and come in and having a blast. Because obviously when when you're at college in second year, it can get pretty stressful and everything. And everyone, even a lot of the people, I'd say most people in there weren't even like rock fans. Mm. But they just come down, and just had a super fun like you know like the girls um, in my group and um, some you know, there was like, my mate Joseph and Harvey. They were there down the front as well, but. And they they were just like they were gonna go crazy for the film, so they were like jumping around, scream. They're like louder than us at some points, but uh, it was quite funny actually because we so couldn't. You got your um, groupies in there then. Yeah. Because <laughs> we couldn't like mix it. Um, well, not uh, we couldn't level it beforehand because uh, obviously with uh, with like the uh, with not being able to uh, check the levels. We uh, no, we, we did we did. I wasn't pretty sure we did level it, but then we got told to turn it down. So oh, we turned yeah. it down for a bit, but then we we're like. I'm just going to crank it up for the performance. So I'm pretty sure, depending on what part of the room you were in, you couldn't hear over the bass of the drums, depending on what side of the room you're in. Uh, uh, I, could, well, I remember we, we, we've we opened with um, Alice in Chains, We Die Young, cover yeah. of that. And it's a real fast, energetic track. And I remember we did the... I started singing and I just thought, I can't hear myself. I was like, I really cannot hear myself. And I, think, I don't think you can see it in the film because I think it, there's a camera cut. But at one point, I'm leaning down, like, trying to turn the monitor up. And I realise it's on full. So I'm just like, OK, I'm just going to wing it now. <laughs> but uh, it was, yeah, I think that adds to it. It was like, it was imperfect. And it was funny as well, because you had all these people in the room that didn't like rock music, pretending that they were huge fans. And 
they were going crazy for our film and like it was just super funny like it was just it was one of them things it was imperfect but that was kind of the beauty of it and we did it all off like one rehearsal as well so excellent you did it off of one rehearsal the rest of us me me paul and jake were in there every other day yeah you were in there quite a bit but i think as a whole band we only had the one yeah so why did you change your name afterwards then uh, because we called ourselves Geezer because me and my friend Will, who um, who uh, set off to make the mockumentary, we'll just make we, we me and Will we usually go through like phases where we just tell the same jokes for a while, and one of them was we'd just make Weezer jokes. So I, I actually like Weezer, so I thought it'd be funny if um we just call ourselves Geezer, and then I've, I originally petitioned everyone else if we could play um. A Weezer song, but everyone else said no. <laughs> oh right, okay. I think that was before I joined on it because I don't, yeah. I don't recall. Jake, yeah, Jake hates Weezer. Yeah, Jake's our fan. Oh, but, uh, yeah, we we kind of just we, after that performance, um, me and Jake got on the bus together at college, like all the time, and we would and uh, he'd spoken to you guys, I think, about actually continuing, mm. and he he brought the idea to me. Um, We'll get on the bus one day. Like, what if we continue this like an actual band? And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to. Obviously, we'd have to like you know, make it work and everything. But I, I, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to that because it was one of them things we did it off. Like, I know you guys had a, a few more rehearsals before, but we did that whole gig off like one rehearsal and it was a blast and we all had fun and it was actually relatively tight considering, you know. And um, we were like, well, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But obviously, we'd have to. I'd say we'd rename, you know, become something different and. I think everyone just took, we're all on the same page, weren't we, straight away? We just mm. thought, yeah, actually, this could be something really cool. I know we formed it as for a laugh, but if we actually did continue, we could get something really cool out of this. So, mm. yeah, I think that was that was how the whole um, the whole thing came about. So who who came up with the idea then of the new name being Undamaged Destiny then? Was it a group decision or someone uh, had the, the brainwave? Jake had the initial idea, um, the bass player. And Jake said he come. He's, we were discussing names and stuff, and no one could really think of anything um, that really kind of fit what we we're doing. And Jake then come up, he come up with a list of names, uh, and we kind of shortlisted the ones we liked and um, had a discussion about it. And I think we just thought that one fitted best um, to what we were doing. And um, I think I think it's quite a, quite a cool name. It's, I guess it's quite open ended and. Um, yeah, I think that was just the one we, we thought fit best for the kind of stuff we were doing. So what genre would you say in the rock field do, does your band fit in? That's a really good question, actually. I, would, um, <laughs> I wouldn't I would narrow it down to just one thing, because I know we're not, like, super broad, I wouldn't say, but when you... Like, the two singles, for example, um, we've got Conceited, which is a real kind of hard rock... I guess it's kind of like a grungy kind of song. Very simple, straight to the point. Um, whereas Evelyn's got more of like a psychedelic feel to it, so mm-hmm. um, I'll say that one's a bit more hard hitting. But I guess there's influence from all kinds of stuff. I'd, I'd overall say it's like hard rock, kind of grungy stuff. It's got that garage rock feel. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Just what would you say, Ewan? What would you? Uh, like alt rock. I want to say alt rock. Yeah, I, I think that's like, fair. Yeah. I don't mean like the 2010 alt rock where they like. It just sounds like a British indie band. You know what I say when I say a British indie band? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, for a say, like, I don't know, just, on that, just <laughs> like, no, I know what you mean. Just, it's just like, it's rock, but it's it's got like an alternative feel to it. It's like a bit grungy, a bit garagey, a bit raw. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it sounds like four people getting in a room and playing really loud. I think that's just the aim of it. <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, I've got some, I've got some thoughts on on your music, which I will explain later. And, awesome. I, di- and I did some comparisons with um, another artist, and it was the opening. It was the opening rifts of uh, one of your songs, "Conceited." Yeah. Um, and it was a start of that, which then led me to then start googling. Um, and I found another artist which had a similar kind of opening and feel to it. Okay. And I'll let you know about that a bit later on. Oh, so, cool. I'm curious now. Yes, good, good. <laughs> so, in the rock scene, who inspires you both? Well, uh, I mean, we, obviously we have like people that inspire us individually, but I think mutually we'd say like Alice in Chains were a big influence, real big influence mm. on both of us. 
Yeah. I mean, they're your favourite band, aren't they? You and like you yeah, and, yeah. and they're definitely one of mine too. Um, I mean, for me personally, um, I mean, I, I grew up loving bands like Iron Maiden, Motorhead, uh, oh, you wow. know that kind of okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, the first bands that got me into music were like Queen, Bon Jovi, people like that. And then I really got into heavy music through Maiden, Motorhead, and um, then I later got into bands like Machine Head, you know, heavier stuff. But I really like a bit of everything. But in the rock scene. I guess bands that have really inspired me are people like that and Alison Chains. The grunge scene when it comes to this has really been influential. People like Chris Cornell and Soundgarden and Stone Temple Pilots and people like that. Like I think that really bleeds into some of the stuff we're doing. Um, think, just in the kind of loud, raw influence of it. I think another influence, which might sound strange, is the, the 90s Norwegian black metal scene. Yeah, yeah. Ewan's really into black metal. Yeah. Um, it's because that was just like, that was home, really homegrown and like Maybe because there are a few controversies like burning down churches and murders. But <laughs> it was very, it was it's very. Yeah. Still talked about today. So. Thing is, even though I don't think it shows in our music, I guess like it's still, it still had an influence on you to to do what you do. Yeah. So, yeah. Because you like the kind of authentic feel of it. Okay. So even though we're doing something very different, I guess it still brings in that same. That same kind of influence. So for someone that doesn't understand the different styles of rock out there, how would you describe these different... Because you've got soft rock, you've got hard rock, you've got, like you say, grungy rock. So explain, as if I didn't know anything about rock music, describe the different types of genre to me. Um, Okay, so classic rock, obviously you've got bands like ACDC and your Rolling Stones and people with real kind of i'd say classic rocks the real simplistic um straight to the point rock so mm. it's not too fancy it's just um really straight to the point often very easy to understand i think it doesn't sugarcoat things no um i'd say like grunge uh it was a bit more sort of dirty sounding a bit more gritty sounding um often with i think it was a bit darker at times as well yeah. our grunge I it was a bit it kind of came off like the wave of um like glam rock which was very like i guess like sanitized sounding so it's very yeah. produced and it was yeah like, it was like a, it was almost like a rebellion against that one it kind of killed it off yeah so I mean, a lot of them having... started off as glam like pantera's yeah. not really pantera's not grunge but like pantera they were a glam band Alice and Jane, yeah glam, mm. glam band. yeah i mean pantera went from being a glam band to like you know it was like a, they went super heavy later on, didn't they? Like seven trail yeah. or five do you, do you not see yourself as being sort of glam rockish, really? Um, I, I mean, I like I like a fair bit of glam rock, but I wouldn't really say personally. I think it's a bit. I, I don't. Know, I think it's a bit more riffy in a way. Mm, um, which is good. Not like. Not like bands like uh, Motley Crue because they obviously had some killer riffs, but I mean, like mm. it's not so much. Um, I'd say it's a bit, it's a bit more kind of raw feeling when you listen to the tracks, especially mm. like uh, well, the two singles we put out as well. I think that when you listen to those, it has got more of a dirty kind of garage feel to it. Um, it's not so like I think a lot of the, the glam scene was a bit more polished kind of sounding. Mm. But yeah, I'd say ours is a bit more gritty sounding than that. Just a bit more. It sounds just the thing I really like about the stuff we've done so far is it. It just it does sound just like four guys getting in a room and playing really loud. It's not fine tuned and it just sounds like a, a proper garage band and I think that's uh I think that's where we differentiate differentiate ourselves to to the glam side of stuff. Okay, where where do you see you you marketing yourself in in this uh, garage style rock band? Again, that's a really good question. I would say um like. To the, I, I think it's got oh, quite a wide range in a way. Of, of, it's got the people who like rock music. It's got quite a wide appeal. Because I mean, the, the first single we did, Conceited, the one you mentioned earlier, that's mm. a very simple track. I guess if you even like classic rock, you can get into that because it's very the structure is very simple. Um, the lyrics are very simple and easy to understand. It's got a big chorus, yeah, big catchy chorus. Um, so that could appeal to people who like classic rock, hard rock, grunge. Um, whereas Evelyn's more like. It's more psychedelic, kind of weird, trippy kind of stuff. So that right. can appeal to maybe people who like stuff like Black Sabbath, um, that mm. kind of stuff as well. So I guess it's um, it's it's quite broad. I mean, if you're not really into rock music, I doubt you'd get into it too much. But if you like rock music, I think it appeals to a fair few people. 
Okay. Well, on the 25th of March this year, you released Conceited on all major platforms. Yeah. So how did that work out for you? That was a lot of fun, wasn't it, Ewan? Yeah. Um, I don't really know about the release next. That was more Jake, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, Jake did the um, Jake sorted out the release for us, and then I did the promotion kind of side. Um, so it was really cool. We kind of worked together on that. It was the recording. But I was the recording for the singles was like a lot of fun. It was manic, but it was it was pretty it was cool. The first time ever. So we originally recorded, I think, the guitar track on them a direct input thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you just plug it into a thing and it puts it into the computer, and you can add like pedals on via. Like, yeah, we tried it out, didn't right. we? I don't think we we didn't like that too much, so we um went to the old the classic route of just sticking a mic up to a amp. Oh right. Honestly, I think it sound I think it complemented it. It just mm. sounded real like it sounded like more raw, I guess. It sounded like yeah. It didn't I mean, sound it didn't, so fine tuned. And like the music uh, rooms didn't have a bunch of stuff was missing, so we had to like <laughs> we had to get the microphone and weigh it like balance it on bags and stuff so we could get it in the right place to record it yeah right, record yeah. recording the two singles well we the plan was originally to record an ep um so we had the two tracks we released and then we we have the one, uh, one we played live as well and we had another song um pretty much done as well and we so the plan was to record these four tracks as an ep and obviously with the pandemic and everything we didn't get to finish it so we were like well we've fi- just finished these two tracks we'll we'll use these as singles and recording it was just, it was like, it was a lot of fun at times and it was also very stressful at times. Because, um, like, fair play to the college, like, we're not music students and they let us use their equipment and their room and everything. And But um, obviously, understandably, because we weren't music students, we didn't have the priority. So we right. would, like, we would go in at lunch times and things like that. And when it won't be. Thursdays when they weren't and, in. Oh, yeah, and the day they weren't in, yeah. So we would, like, we would kind of have to obviously have to work around people who needed it more. But, like, it was. We would like go in at a lunchtime, set up, have time for like one or two takes, and then have to go. It was that type of thing, and we really like. But when we managed to get in there for a long time, we got quite a bit done, didn't we? But uh, yes, yeah, Ewan said like, um, obviously music equipment was very expensive, and um, some of it was, some of it had gone missing and stuff. Um, oh. Obviously, we were being used all the time at college, and I remember we we kind of jerry rigged a few things, didn't we? We kind of yeah. got good at jerry rigging. So like when we recorded Ewan's guitar parts. Um, there, there was only a the, the only mic stand that we could we had in that room was like one of the straight ones not the ones you could bend oh, so right, we had yeah. to like lay it we had to put the mic on top lay it down over my jacket and coat didn't we so it's yeah. on your arm and then we recorded put another bag on top of it to stop it from top the <laughs> <night>, right? oh yeah <laughs> and when we recorded Paul's when we recorded Paul's drums as well um the kick drum mic was laid on top of a box wasn't it yeah, it wasn't on a stand or anything. And then was um, it your um your mic stand had a faulty balance or something like? Oh yeah, that. I was tracking. Yeah, when I was tracking the vocals, um the stand was slightly slipping. Um I noticed it just before we recorded, and we've like tied a wire around it to keep it upright. Mm. Like it was just little things like that. We became good at. It was almost problem solving, weren't it? As as um, Corey said, what is wrong with media where this kind of thinking becomes the default? <laughs> <laughs> and we like. We just it was but that kind of added to the experience of it. It was like it, it's you can I think you can almost hear it in the recording. It sounds like you know four guys who have got in a room and they're all figuring it out still, and it's the first time they've properly done this, and they've just played really loud. And I think it kind of bleeds into the recording. I think you can hear it when you listen to the tracks. But yeah, recording off. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's a good, a good way of describing it actually. But um, yeah, I took some pictures. I think there's a picture on our Instagram actually of when we Jerry rigged mm. some stuff. But the the rooms were just chaos, weren't we, when we were recording there? Because it was a uh, quite a small room. Um, and there'd just be stuff like the one us. It was always. I don't want to blame the music students, but <laughs> they use the rooms really tight. Uh, there's oh, really? always stuff like cables on the floor, so you always tramp on. Them. Oh, it's just, it was crazy. I remember the fire drill that happened as well when we were just about to halfway through, like recording. We just set up, up and yeah, we we were gonna play the song through together once, and then mm. Paul was gonna record his drums, I think, oh, just yeah. so he could like just refresh himself on it, um, before we recorded it. And we'd literally hit the first. Uh, it's one of them things. It almost was like out of a mockumentary film. We hit the very first note, and the the fire alarm went off, and I just remember like. <laughs> running down the stairs i remember like we, me and paul were like jogging down the stairs 
and I just remember coming back up and the room was just chaos and we were like quick we've lost loads of time quickly record something before we leave do you know what you want to do another film you want to do another film whereby you're 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 jamming in 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 the uh, small studio then suddenly the the alarm but you want to do it as a silent movie okay oh that'd be brilliant in black and white with the old glitches (laughs) that comes through and then suddenly you all look up at this fire alarm that's ringing and you all tear off down the corridor but you do it in in fast motion (laughs) (laughs) with someone falling over over their uh, guitar or the strap or something you know it'd be absolutely hilarious and you should do that and you should post that on um on instagram that'd be absolutely funny i think that'd be really cool i think we should do it as a music video <laughs> yeah, put put your put your music behind it. It'd be absolutely fantastic. I think be a good be really video. Cool. It would be a good video. Do, would, an, yeah. do an old saloon piano rendition of Conceited or something. <laughs> Why not? That Why not? With... There you are. Yeah, you know, we're sort of starting to gel some ideas going on here. Yeah, you can have you can have credit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, the credit could be all yours. It's okay. Oh, thank you, Rob. <laughs> So, Conceited, <clears throat> excuse me, Conceited, now tell me all about that song. Um, How did it come that about? That was like a lightning, that, was, that track was really a lightning in a bottle moment, weren't it, Ewan? Like, the first time we got in a room together, well, that song just really came out. So I'd written Conceited for and I wrote lyrics to it, but um, I think around about the April that year we got together. Yeah, around about that time, I wrote it, and I wrote some lyrics to go along with it. With and it was called Conceited then, but then I think we kind of threw those lyrics out the trash once we finally formed a mm. band together and realised um I had no concept of um syllable spaces and that you and like, <laughs> it was all very tight, like no room to breathe while I'm singing it. So right. I just went screw it, Tyler. You can. You can <laughs> <laughs> I remember um Ewan, are you sorry, sorry, um That's cool. Ewan, I mean what what part of the band do you play? Uh guitar. So you're you're the guitar player. Yeah. Okay. So and Tyler, what you're the lead singer? Just just a singer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you have um arrangements inside your band that you all take turns in singing a song or is it um just Tyler, you 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 sing the the songs. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I I sing them, but I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, doing things like that. I think you well, you you sung the backing vocals on Man in the Box, didn't you? So you sung part of the chorus with me when we did that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, usually I I do the vocal duties, but I'm always open minded to try and do things like that. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> as I as I um, mentioned earlier about some feels about um, one of your songs. And how I compared yeah. it to another another rock artist. It was conceited, and it's the opening. It's the opening riffs, um, and I compared it to Mark Bolan T Rex. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Now, now, what song do you think it sounds like? Conceited. What song? to um mark bolan do you think conceited sounds like at the beginning oh, that's a good question that's a tough one actually i am um, because i've gone through uh, all of his hits yesterday yeah <laughs> <laughs> honestly i don't think i could tell you i, I do like t-rex but i was never like to i've never what really about you, liked... you any ideas I've, I've never heard well this mark have you not heard of mark bolan <laughs> no I knew, some, I knew like oh some of the Oh my god, that is so ones, criminal. I I stick to like the few bands I know and I just listen to them over and over again. <laughs> okay, so you, I'm, I'm you're obviously babies serious. in the world, aren't you? <laughs> hey, I, I Compared know. to me, but, you know, I'm pretty prehistoric, really. But um, how about if I said 20th century, 20th century boy? Oh, let me search this up on YouTube. Oh, uh, that one. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, let me try and let me listen to it as a comparison because I've I've li- I've heard the track, but not as a direct comparison to. Yeah, I I kind of oh, get what yeah. you mean there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, it's that slight pause at the start as well. Absolutely. Where it's like you're waiting for Absolutely. And, and I thought I know that riff from somewhere. I know it. 
And then when I went through Google and I got up Mark Bowen and I listened to all his tracks, and I thought, Do you know what, this group could could potentially fill a gap where Mark Bowen left off. Oh, then quick second. Is this it? Um, I'm going to play on the guitar. Yeah, it was one of our hits. Something like that. Yeah, similar to that, isn't it? <clears throat> Thanks. Someone said it sounded like, who is it? Um, Joey said it sounded like um, Death to All But Metal. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> if you, okay. If you, if you sped it, have you, yeah, the, the track Death to All But Metal by uh, Steel Pants of the Comedy Hair Metal Band. I guess, I didn't think of that. I guess if you sped it up quite a lot, it might. Because it's quite, the, the Death to All But Metal is like quite fast-paced, isn't it? I guess, mm. I think it's conceited, it's a bit more slow and, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think of that one, actually. I guess it is, I guess it does to a degree. And you see, you've also got Get It On with um, yeah, Mark Bowden as well, which is another. You see, even though he's more glam rockish, really, um, yeah. but you see, you've got that window here where you can go grunge. You can also slide sideways to glam as well because you have yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point. You have that flexibility in your playing because I wouldn't be opposed to doing both you know you know and you if you was to educate yourself with Mark Bolan and, <laughs> yeah. and listen to to him how he plays and you know what when you listen to all of his tracks he's not that dissimilar to you really no. he's more because it's glam rock it, it comes under like contemporary pop uh, back in the back in the 70s stroke yeah 70s really yeah you know and that was 70s we're talking like hippies hugging trees and things like that (laughs) you know which that kind of rock glam rock theme was a lot in those days because it was because of um you know people power saving saving um the earth and you know peace to all and you know don't it's cut like down these or... yes but you see <laughs> <laughs> but you see this is it and then you know these types of songs came out of that era but you see they've then evolved into you know hard rock heavy metal um, yeah. classic rock you know still a bit of glam rock out there not so much though no not so much and then you've got the grunge the... you've got, got the grungy stuff which is what you like to do the, the you know the true grit of things and yeah. you know but because of your abilities and because of the way you you play your riffs and things you do you can slide i won't say swing i'll say slide <laughs> um towards the boundaries of no, the legendary Mark Bolan. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good point, actually. That is a really, really good point. Well, I'm going uh, to let everyone I didn't else, think of the similarity. I'm going to let everyone else now make their make their mind up because we're going to play conceited, and um, and then who knows? They might have their own opinion. <laughs> so here comes conceited. Yeah, 
COVID-19 affected your band in any shape, way or form? I would definitely say so, yeah. Um, because we had to really adapt what, how we were going to release the, the music we had done. Um, mm. So I mentioned earlier, we were doing a, an EP. We, that was the plan. We were going to record an EP. Um, and then we, it started to become very, very clear that the schools and colleges and everything wouldn't be open much longer. And... Um, we, I remember I came in on a day off to finish the vocals to Evelyn just so we could have another track. And then um, we, I think it was like two or, days later, two or three days later, the, um, the college is shut and everything. Mm. And so we had two finished tracks. So we decided to release those as singles individually. Um, and then obviously while we couldn't go out and promote them gig-wise or anything, um, we would have to promote it in different ways, really using social media and things like that. Um, which is how I found you too. So, uh, like, it was that kind of thing, real looking for different ways of promoting it, because we couldn't just go, let's do a gig. Um, it was real, we've got to put more effort into doing this, because we can't just do the obvious thing um, due to the pandemic. Obviously, we can't rehearse or do anything like that right now. So, yeah, we kind of just became adapting to it, I guess. Okay, so you can't put a band together at a distance you know because you know a lot of bands now they're, they're doing concerts and all that from their own homes now aren't they so yeah it's is true there any way yeah. that you can do um, they can afford good internet <laughs> well, well yes i guess you know it's a good point it's just the uh, a lot of the places went aren't still open um like rehearsal rooms and stuff so but yeah as soon as, soon as we can we'll, we'll jump back on it but it's just been it's, been, it's just been super strange I mean, so we've still kind of rehearsed to like Evelyn and Conceited, because you can just play along to them. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And um, I suppose we've, we've getting them out and everything, we've familiarised ourselves with it quite a bit, even without, you know, because we've used it, we've sent it around a lot and stuff, so it's become like our staple track, so they're the ones we're going to have to really... You know, we, Evelyn, we didn't even get the chance to play live before all this happened. Mm. Um, we we did, um, well, we did the, the college performance, and we did a little warm-up uh, gig where we played the same set, at a local pub and the, that pub venue we did our first show at during an open mic night yeah. um we did i think we played for like 25 minutes half hour we did uh the set we did in the tv studio and then we did another original and then we did Sin- two covers at the end since yeah we did uh since it, yeah and mm. that w- w- that was in december so we were thinking okay we'll do the gig for like for christmas and then new year we'll get right in get some we're new gonna stuff do done we're gonna do it for a mate's birthday, but oh yeah, yeah. But I just thought we, I just thought about it, and we were like, yeah, dude, so let's write New Year, get some new stuff done, and then go out and gig with all new material. Right. And by the time, and we had, um, we you know by this point we had Evelyn done, and we had like another track pretty much done that was quite different, and it was super cool. And we were like, well, yeah, we're pretty much ready to go out and gig again. And this was the time when the pandemic was really starting to to take off. Mm. Um, and it, it became clear venues and stuff were going to be closing very soon. So it became like, um, it was it was a bit frustrating in a way because we'd gone a little bit quiet for a couple of weeks um, while, we re- while we wrote stuff and everything and recorded. And we were like, well, okay, well, we'll get these recorded and then play them live. And then when we got to play them live, we didn't, we didn't get around to it. So we've actually got Evelyn out, which is like, you know, like one of our singles and we haven't actually got to play it live yet. So... I think that'll be really cool when we get to again. But yeah, the pandemic, yeah, it has has had an effect in that respect. 
Have you approached any radio stations? Um, oh yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I um, I was actually uh, I thought well that'd be a cool way of doing it, send it to radio stations, and yeah, I sent it to quite a few. Um, we got some really cool responses actually. Got it played in quite a few places, which was really mm. nice. One of them was in South Africa, which I found weird. Yeah, there was uh, there's a station in I can't remember what area of it's in Cape Town, but I can't remember yeah. where. I think it's like one of the real quiet areas that, and um, they were like a online and FM radio. Um, they said they were going to play conceit, add conceit to rotation. They sent me an email saying they were going to add conceit to rotation. Um, but yeah, it got some cool radio play actually. There was I think there was uh, radio the, in Australia. Both the Dakotas. Yeah, we got played. In, I think it was an online one in Dakota. There was. Um, there was no, two online ones in both South and North Dakota. I'm pretty sure wow. actually. Yeah, I, I get confused. There was quite a few, weren't there? There was. Mm. Um, there was quite a few online ones. Um, there was. Uh, what was the other really? There was a few really cool ones actually. We got played. Only oh, the local one recently. We got played on our local radio recently, which was cool. Um, they played both of our tracks a few times. So yeah, I think that well, again, while we while we were stuck in lockdown and everything. Um, I think you've got to make the most of the time. It means you can't use gigs and stuff to promote. I think radio stations was the, a sensible move. I mean, we'd, we would have done that anyway, but I guess it's just putting even more focus on it while you're stuck at home. Mm. Okay. So have you got any more plans to play or perform music um, for films or anything like that? Um, I wouldn't say for, for films, I guess there's nothing planned, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. No. I, mean, I, I like making films, right? It's just I didn't like... Not media. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we said, there's a in Rushton, there's a um, kind of rehearsal rehearsal place you can book out, aren't there? Yeah, there's a there's a place um, called the White Rooms uh, in my town, and it's a it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool place. I don't think it's open yet again, but um, I think yeah, I think that'll be a really cool place to to use. And um, yeah, I think it's just. I just can't wait to, to get back into it because I said we had another track done as well, which was nearly done. Um, it was a really cool track. It's pretty different, hmm. and it's just I think. Um, uh, J- uh, Jake also sent another idea the other day, which I've got some lyrics to, which again is quite different. So I think it'd be really cool um, to get this collection of songs together and and have the set, you know, of our own stuff this time. I think it'd be really cool. Excellent. So what difficulties have you found being a young band? Um, I guess it's. Uh, well, obviously balancing it with education, like I know that became a very uh, useful thing because we were able to use the college. But again, it was like funding and things like that. Um, that's that's the only real one so far. I mean, obviously we will face more when we do more things, but we haven't really done really many gigs yet. So, what about you, Ian? What have you thought of anything? Um, yes. Uh, okay, I had an idea there and I've lost it. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Scout you. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done too many gigs and stuff yet, but I know it will become an issue with things like that. Um, like there will be things arise that we have to solve, but at this moment in time, um, it's not been too bad. So, is there anything that you've done now that you thought, well, I could have done something different? Um, I'm sure that there really will be um, well, in the future, but we haven't really done. I said so we haven't been a band for too long, so. So definitely, I think Conceited could have been because uh, Conceited was our first song we recorded, and we obviously weren't used to recording. Yeah, so I do think that could have been done a lot tighter, and I think in Evelyn, yeah, I think yeah, that we got a lot, we got used to um recording. So yeah, I Evelyn's, think Evelyn's way more tighter. Yeah, no, that's actually that's a good point actually. You can definitely hear that Evelyn's a lot tighter overall. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean Conceited we was. Uh, it was quite appropriate we recorded that one first and released it first. It was the first song we wrote when we got in a room together. It was the first original we played live. Mm. Uh, it was the first song we then recorded together and the first song we released together. So it kind of became that staple track. Um, and, th- and then it did get quite a bit of airplay as well um, for a new indie band. So, yeah, I thought it was quite cool. But, um, so tell me yeah, about that song. What, what, does, what is Evelyn all about? Okay, okay. <laughs> this is you a lot of this one. Yeah, this, yeah. yeah uh, all right, so there's a guy in our class. He's a good friend of mine uh, called Lennon, if he's listening. Big up. Um, <laughs> um, he's, um, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. Um, he, he, he really likes the 1940s and that, and he dresses like that. 
And he speaks like that. He says words like Dane, Broad, and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> he really and likes that, that kind of era. Yeah, okay. and he's got like, another interesting hobby, psychedelics. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> and there's uh, one in particular, DMT, um, which when you do, it knocks you out for like 15 minutes, and you're in, basically, it's like you're in a different world. Oh, he's been, he's been very open about it to us. Yeah. We just thought, we were kind of just discussing what we could write a song about, and mm. that, and came he, a, that came around, didn't it? I, th- I think it was going to be a really interesting mm. topic, and... And when he does DMT, he um he has a repeated hallucination of this um woman with green hair that he calls Evelyn. Okay. <laughs> and, and um, I ba- I think it's just basically like to him it's like this um this this like grand like ego death like experience where Evelyn like tells him the secrets of the universe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I like so, to think of it as his um his um. His drug-induced girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, we well, we did Conceited, and Conceited's a super, like, simple track. Like, lyrically, it's very simple. I mean, I improvised the chorus when we first recorded it, and it was like... Sorry, first wrote it, sorry. And um, it was, like, super simple, and we were trying to think of... I think, was it Jake and Paul that discussed it? I can't remember. We discussed doing, like, something a bit different, and that topic mm-hmm. came up, and I got super excited, because I thought it'd be fun to write lyrics about. And... It, it was. I think that's why it was so different to Conceited because the theme was so different. Like mm. it was this. Um, uh, it's got this real trippy vibe to it. Like you um, experimenting with your guitar sound, didn't you? And yeah. It's got like, this really trippy like. Because when we sort of when vibe. we rehearsed it, we had the cube amps, which you had like built-in tremolo and. Oh um, uh, yeah. Delay effects. But when we went to record it, we couldn't find the cube amps, and we we're using the Black Stars, so I had to um, borrow. I decided to then go for a whammy pedal, which I had to borrow off, borrow off my friend Ben. Yeah, shout out to Ben. <laughs> and um, a delay pedal, because we always played it with delay, and that kind of came like a thing in the rehearsals about the delay and using the feedback. Yeah. And, uh, ben didn't have a delay pedal, so I had to, um, we, we had to do art for some reason in media. Um, I don't, it was just to fill up our time. Um, so, and um, our art teacher, Amy, was in a band, so I asked her, I was like, Amy... <laughs> mm-hmm. I had all I can borrow. She's like, oh yeah, I remember this. So I borrowed one off her um her husband's friends. Which is that was pretty cool of her. And it, I think it actually sounded really cool when yeah. you put them together. Um, so you had this um idea of a song because of your friend that was having some kind of cataclysmic event with his neurons. <laughs> um, I, like, I, I should have made that a lyric. Something about <laughs> what cataclysmic event yeah. with his neurons, yeah. <laughs> it like makes all your um all your pathways like just fire everything at once. I can like, only take your word for that because I've, <laughs> I've never done it, so uh, and I'm not likely to do it either. But um, yes, I can I can trip myself just on a curb stone, let alone having <laughs> anything. Um, induced so um... no, I'm, the, I'm the same like I, that was why i think it was so fun to write because it's it's like i don't oh, i've never touched drugs and i probably never will um i never intend on ever touching them but uh like that was the thing that made it so interesting to me it was someone who had a very different passion to me who um you know enjoyed doing something very different to me and it was putting myself in that perspective in that shoes you know it was like conceited was a very simple track but for evelyn i had to get into somebody else's perspective and i think that was a really fun experience and uh, i wrote the lyrics i had these lyrics done and we got the interview with like lennon to get the lyrics down didn't you well yeah no we got the i had the lyrics down and then about a week or so before we recorded it if i had to guess um when we got him to do the voiceover part at the end he was talking about um the evelyn and he gave all these new details about her that I hadn't heard. So I was like quickly rewriting this this verse and stuff. Like the I didn't know that she had green hair and the Did not? dress and everything. No. So the green hair like, is like integral to our to her. Yeah, I, I knew now, but I didn't know at the time. So I was quickly including all these things and the cave and all this kind of weird details. And it was just a blast to write because it's so strange and it was so unique and nobody else has like I know there's been countless rock songs about drugs and everything, but not about something so precise. I think that was it like... Sounds, really it, it sounds like the Young Ones song, which is the hole in the shoe. 
Have you heard that song? I think I have, yeah. Yeah, it's so psychedelic and so <laughs> wacky. The thing is, that, the thing I liked about Evelyn, it was like, it was, it, we we aimed to do this track that was just, it was weird and it was trippy and it was different to Conceited. And I think it really works. Like it was a bit more, I say it's a bit more hard hitting than Conceited, but you and you really experimented with the guitar sound, which mm-hmm. was like super cool. And we had this weird like um, bass and drum intro, the feedback and we had a spoken word bridge where I quoted um, Vertigo, the Hitchcock film, and it was all like crazy stuff. And it was like mm. so much fun to do because it was just so different. And we did the whole like. And we got um, Len to record the outro. If, if yeah, he did the outro. Yeah, that guy after Deep Voice going, oh, Evelyn, oh, Evelyn. <laughs> you <laughs> could have just recorded it. You, you sound so accurate. <laughs> I'll do it on live shows. I'll do the Evelyn. Yeah, you, if we, yeah well, actually, that's not a bad shout. When we do it live, you can do the spoken word bit. Oh, but like it was yeah. just stuff like that like we really aimed to do something different and you know a bit crazy and out there and i think it works because conceited was our real simple straight to the point track and i think evelyn was our let's branch out and do something different and i think it worked personally i think it was like i think it, what we set out to do we achieved with it it had a weird vibe to it, it had a trippy vibe mm-hmm. to it. it it almost sounded like a mashup of like um something like Alice in Chains and Black Sabbath, but then with a modern kind of spin on it. I don't know. It was cool. It was just different. And we had a lot of fun doing that as well. And, and it, Lennon himself um, yeah. seemed really excited about it, didn't he? He was, he was super excited, um, which was even better. Um, so it released on 19th of April this year. Yeah. We're going to hear it. We're going to listen awesome. to Evelyn. And I would suggest for everyone just to lay down in a dark room somewhere. <laughs> Let's hear it. Dream it all, you and I, you'll be my creation, mind and spirit, getting high, you'll be my recreation. Looking at you through blurry eyes, and visiting you in all my Dark room. 
what's what's in the pipeline now? What have you got lined up now? Um, yeah, go on. <laughs> We've got a few songs. Like, um, we had the few songs that we didn't get to record before lockdown to do, and um, um, I wrote. I, I mean, Jake's wrote one as well. I've I've written a bunch of songs while in lockdown. Yeah, I'm I'm slowly getting for them lyrics. <laughs> I wrote a few lyrics. I mean, experiment with lyric, lyric, lyric writing as well. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just to keep keep writing. Um, definitely do some live shows. We definitely need to do live again because obviously we we took a bit of a break so that we could record and everything, and then the pandemic happened, so that kind of shot us in the foot. But yeah, we um definitely live. That's the next aim, I think, with the new stuff. Um, you know, get play the play the tracks live that we've already got out, and then also play some brand new stuff as well. Like you and had written a song recently, and they did the lyrics for and everything as well, um, which is super cool. Um, that was the first time you'd written lyrics to one of our like tracks, isn't it? Yeah. As a whole, and that was it turned out really really good. And Jake sent me a song the other day as well, um, which is pretty cool. And we had the, we had another track in the works um, before the lockdown, which was really different as well. It's real groovy type of type of track. Like, it, what was the uh, the working title was? Uh, groovy I think it was, swing song, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it was it, was, it, it was like one of them lightning a bottle on the spot moments. You and just started jamming something, and we were like, "Oh, that sounds really cool." And it almost it almost to me it had like a southern rock almost feel. It was that real like oh, right, bouncy yeah. kind of real bouncy groovy simple track. And I just started improvising some lyrics, like random words over it to come up with some vocal lines. Well, that then, and that steers away from your from your grunginess, and doesn't yeah, it, Yeah, because really? usually, I mean, that, that song was like an anomaly. Like, the stuff we're doing now, I guess, ties back into that, but that song was real, like, it was real, it's really out there, isn't it? The others are all kind of dirty, gritty kind of tracks, and that one was like, it, it still ties in in a way, but it's just it's it's still got that kind of feel to it, I guess, but it is a little bit more bouncy and groovy in a way. Mm. I don't know how to describe it really. It's 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 got the same kind of raw feel to it, but it is it's it's a little bit more kind of groovy. More Mark Bolany then. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, you could say. If, unless this it's unless this is a spoiler for um what it to come out, I'll play it. I'll play the opening riff. Yeah, still... yeah, yeah, go, go. Oh, yeah, go for it. Tell me if you can hear it, because I've, I've, I've only got the acoustic set right now. Definitely T Rexy, you know that, don't you? <laughs> we um, it was it, that that riff. You randomly improvised it, didn't you, one day? Yeah, just and and Paul uh, Paul our drummer, he's a, he's a great drummer. He started like just just grooving along to it, you know, do, doing like just a little beat over the top, and then Jake started, started improvising bass, and we all just kind of looked at each other like, wow, like this is different. And I was like, where did this come from? So I just started singing some random things over the top, trying to fill the gaps and with some vocal lines and. I think when we piece it together properly, it'll be really, really cool. It's pretty much done, to be fair. We've just got to fine-tune it. But mm. I think that'll be really cool, because it's just a little bit different, again, to to the tracks we've already put out. So, Well, maybe you'd like to come back one day and do it live, do a, um, a podcast live. How about that? I'll be down. That'll be cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah so really when, cool. when COVID is over with, then um, we'll all get together and um, have a live jam session on, on the internet. How about that? Yeah, that'd be very cool. I'll mm. be down. Oh, excellent. That's excellent. a good idea. So, where do you see yourselves in five years' time? Is this That's a, a very good question. <laughs> uh, five years. I mean, I I would love to be able to answer, but at this point in time, a lot of stuff's changed and everything. It's all very, it's very strange, and I'm well, not too you, sure. Have you got but... ambitions? Have the power of you got ambitions to stay to stay in the band together? I mean, obviously. You'll be moving on with probably finishing your your college in about I would, I would in love five to. years, love to and um, you'll be thinking about going out into the big wide world and spreading your wings and things like that. So, is this rock band likely to be staying? I hope so. 
Yeah, yeah. I hope so too. I think it's definitely possible to make it work. Um, obviously, you never know what life's going to bring, but I think that's the aim, to keep going and keep writing and keep keep getting better and keep having fun with it, really. Yeah. Because okay. we all love doing it. We all love writing music and playing music and... I guess for the, some of the same reasons and different reasons, but I guess we all love doing the same thing and we've all come together and it's clicks and yeah. I think I found something really cool. Excellent. Well, you sent me a another song being Clipped Wings, which is a live edition um, yeah. because it's not actually been put through a studio yet. No. So tell me about this song. What what made you um, bring this one out? Well, the Clipped, well, Clipped Wings was the second original we wrote together because um, Evelyn was an idea when we did that. We hadn't pieced it together yet. We kind of had a rough idea of it, but Clipped Wings was the second original we wrote, and it was the song we played at our debut show with the with Conceited. And it was like, it was we were aiming to record it the same session, so I think we actually started tracking the guitars, didn't we? We, yeah. we didn't, we we didn't finish it, but we, we actually tried starting it, didn't we? And um, obviously then all the lockdown stuff happened, so we went back and finished Evelyn, and then... Um, so... Yeah, I mean, we had plans to record this track, but we hadn't, obviously with the pandemic and everything, we didn't get to. And um, I think it's a little bit different to the others again. It's quite a raw track, I think. Um, Ewan had this uh, real kind of moody, grungy guitar part. Mm. And then the, the ending's almost a little a little bit punk in a way. I wouldn't say it's punk, but it's got that raw aspect it. Just to got, it. it just yeah, goes in yeah. power chords, really. Well, yeah. you know, the harmonics, but yeah. And it's quite a dark track, I think. It just like, it just had a dark feel to it, so... But um, yeah, I sent that one in as well because that that would have been another another track that we would have recorded. But we had a, we had an alright live recording of it too, mm. um, and which we recently put on our YouTube. I did a I edited the we had two camera footage. We had uh, our live stream and, and Ernie's a friend yeah and our friend Ernie who filmed it um, at our gig. So I pieced them together and put it on black and white and released it on YouTube um, like a live video. So that was the other one I sent because we just put it out as a live track on mm. YouTube. Excellent, excellent. Well, we're going to be playing that. So when do we, we likely see Clipped Wings being released into the ether? Honestly, I should, I'm not too sure. It's a good question, but uh, it just depends on, on how the pay drops and you know, how things roll out um, after the lockdown. I mean, I'd love to be I'd love to be able to record it and get it out, and, but I guess we'll just see what happens because uh we'll definitely be playing it live again for sure but yeah. it just depends when we when we can record it next but yeah it's, i'd love to i'd love to get it out because uh yeah it's one of the first ones we wrote again so Excellent. it is a good track thanks for coming on to new stars the podcast and you are the, the newest rock band that i've spoken to with a lot of talent and promise and you guys are new stars and we'll we'll play out now with clipped wings
thanks to Tyler and Ewan from Undamaged Destiny, a young band born from a college movie full of creativity and determination. Just like a phoenix born from the ashes with vibrant colour and fire in the belly. My best wishes goes out to those guys. Join me next time when I'll be talking to another new star. Thank you.